Have you ever gone into the office on a Monday morning and said, okay, I'm going to get all these things done by lunch. But you're there not even two minutes and there's a fire and then another fire and then another fire. And you're like, I started my business because I love what I do, not to be a firefighter. Do you know what causes fires? Friction. On today's show, let's find the friction and stop it. You're listening to Pull Up and Thrive, and this is your host, Stephen Caps. I don't know if there's anything worse than being a firefighter. Not, not unless that is your a profession and you are actually fighting real fires and saving real lives. That's a whole other story. Welcome, I'm Stephen Caps, your host as always, and if you're on YouTube, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you are listening uh, on a podcast, you can go and join us over on YouTube as well. The link is in the show notes for the channel, so go and check it out. We are posting the podcast episodes in and along with extra content that I will be trying to put it put out every week. So go over there, like and subscribe. Friction. I don't know if there's anything worse, like I said, than being a firefighter. Not unless that is your actual profession. But whenever you started a business to be a painter, be a contractor, to be a computer programmer, the last thing that you want to be doing is fighting fires. It is all part of the game. Now, I have a funny story. We were having one of our epic Christmas parties, and John Michael, a longtime team member, and his wife were on the way to the party. And I don't want to say that they're always late, but that seems to be the trend, is that they're always late. But on this one particular occasion, they had some car trouble, and so they broke down on the way to the ball. Well, it wasn't a ball. It was an epic party. And they break down, and then they got a ride, and anyways. So after the party, one of our other team members went to help them tow the car back to town so they could take it to a garage. On the way home, their wheel catches on fire, bursts into flames. So it's one thing after another. What caused the fire? Friction. And what causes fires in our lives and businesses? Friction. Whenever you start something new, there is an unbelievable amount of friction. I'm setting up my YouTube studio, and you don't know what you don't know, okay? So I have a tripod that I fit on my table. It was in arm's reach. I could press the record button. It was fantastic. Well, to get the depth that I wanted, I had to move the move the tripod off the table. And what was great about the tripod that I was using is that it also tilted vertically so I could do my vertical videos. So I'm doing reels for uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm on a TikTok, so hey, I'm everywhere. But it was so convenient. Well, in order to get the depth that I needed, I had to switch the camera to a different taller tripod. Well, the new tripod doesn't tilt vertically. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be a pain. Got to switch uh, tripods. Well, how about I just order another tripod that is taller and it tilts? 
So problem solved. Or so I thought. The problem with the new tripod is that in order to put the SD card in the bottom of the camera, you have to take the camera off the tripod every single time. So what happens, rather than just walking in, pressing record, tilting the camera, it all running smooth, there is all of this friction. That rather than taking 15 minutes to do five or six videos, it would take an hour. Because this happened, and that happened, and I forgot this, and I forgot that. And I don't have this, I don't have that, I thought I had this. Oh, that is friction. And friction causes fires. And that is why people quit. That is why people give up. And they say, it's not worth it. They have this dream to start a business because they're good at being a mechanic. So they open up a shop and they're all excited. Man, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to have all this time, make, make all this money. And then a six months later, they're out of business because they did not realize that if they don't get the friction out, there will be constant fires. How do we stop the friction? I don't want to get a better way to extinguish fires. I want to prevent the fires from happening in the first place. So number one is you have to get information. Information, you have to do problem solving, and you have to do some research, which may require a deep dive into what you are wanting to do. As an example, starting this YouTube channel, I met with folks that actually do YouTube and are relatively successful. And then you watch tons and tons and tons of YouTube videos uh, myself, finding out the best uh, camera and lighting and this and that and whatever. And whenever you're starting something new, now understand this and give yourself some grace. Whenever you're starting something new, you don't know what you don't know. So you think you have everything covered. I got the camera. I got the tripod. I got an SD card. But then you put the SD card in, and it's not the right SD card. It is not the right SD card. So you go to Walmart, and they don't sell this kind of SD card at Walmart. And you go all over town, and nobody sells them locally, so you have to order them. So you don't know what you don't know. So give yourself some grace. Give yourself grace to, to do it wrong. Grace to fail. You are failing at this. You are not a failure. So we have to get information and we have to solve problems. And it will just take time. We have to give ourselves time. What we think and what we want is that we want to start this new thing and be up and off the ground and everything's perfect and there's no problems. We want that immediately. It's not going to happen. So we have to get information, investigate, problem solve, research, take a deep dive, read some books, read, 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 read. Episode of 34 I will drop it in the show notes, 12 books you should read in 2022 that will rock your world. You have to read. You have to get information. My goal whenever I read a book is, all right, what is the one to five takeaways that I can act on from this book? I don't want to just read books for the sake of reading. We want to take information and act on it. So you have to get information. 
Number two, okay, this one is super, super important. I cannot express or emphasize the importance of number two. Hire the right people. And I dropped five episodes in the show notes that I've done in regards to hiring. You have to hire the right people. Do not make this mistake. I I implore you, I beg you, do not make this mistake. All right, don't give someone a job for the following reasons. I see people do this all the time, and this will eat your lunch. This will make you regret the day that you even open your business. So do not do these things. This is Steve's do not hire people for this reason list. Number one, to build a relationship. Oh, my son or daughter, and I'm talking about a grown son or daughter, an adult or a friend, don't hire someone to build a relationship with them. Now, if it's your young son or daughter, it would be great. It would be a great training program for them to learn how to work and and how to serve. Do not hire your adult children to build a relationship with them. Do not hire friends. Oh, this will be great for our friendship. That is incorrect. So don't hire someone to build a relationship with them. Do not hire someone to help them out. Oh, I'm going to hire them to help them out. No, you help them out by writing them a check. You help them out by buying them a set of tires. You, you help them out by helping them with their rent. You do not hire them to help them out. And do not, and I repeat, do not do this next one. I done it. I done it. I did it a dozens of times, so do not do this. They need help, and I need a job. So it's a match made in heaven. Do not do that. Now, unless your business model is to help the underserved or the marginalized of our society, do not hire people to help them out. If your model is to hire people who are getting out of prison, if your model is to hire the homeless, if that is your model, more power to you. Yes, serve, serve, serve those people train them to where they can be a contributor to society. But if that is not your model, do not hire people to help them out. Now, if you if you hire family, family or friends have to work twice as hard as everyone. They have to prove that they are there because they are rock stars and not because they're blood. If you want to blow up your business, in a negative way, do that. Hire people because they're your buddy. Hire people because they're your son or daughter or your uncle or whomever. Because what happens is that you have folks on your team that are bringing it. You have folks on your team that are pouring out their lives for you 40, 50, 60 hours a week and they have tons of love and respect for you. That is why they do it. But what do we do? 
we hire some flunky because they're family, but they're totally incompetent and they cannot even perform the job halfway and we act as though that is a good thing. If we, Steve Caps included, want to have the life and business that we want, we have to hire the right people. This is not about hiring the best. I don't want the best. I want the right people. And the people that are the right people are those who have a work ethic, those that align themselves with our mission and our core values. Those types of folks you can train to do almost anything. Do not sell yourself short. Do not believe the lie that I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to have a business that is successful. I don't deserve to have money. I don't deserve to have nice things. I, you know, I deserve trial and a tribulation. I deserve hardship. Do not believe the lie that you don't deserve it. So, like I said, I, I dropped five other episodes on hiring in the show notes. This is hiring is, well, it's a number two on my list here. It is super, super, super important. I cannot emphasize enough because you need number two in order to go to number three. And number three is create systems. Now, what we do and what you've heard me talk about is that we have what is called a customer journey. It is basically a roadmap from where the customer starts and to where the customer ends. And it starts with sales. It goes to finance. And on uh, YouTube, I'm going to drop a graphic in for this. But it goes from sales to finance to design to operation, which is our fabrication shop. And then it's scheduled. And then it goes to actual fabrication. And then after it's fabricated, there's a tack check of a gate or um, anything that we're fabricating. Then after it passes a tack check, and, and then it's final checked, and then it goes to the powder coater. Then from the powder coater, it, is, it either goes for a customer pickup, or it goes to shipping, or installation, all depending on where it's going. Then after the job is done, it goes back to finance. So what happens is that we don't map this stuff out. Because every single job, every single time goes through this exact process. Every time. What causes friction is that nobody knows this. What causes friction is that we always do it different. And sometimes it's like this, sometimes it's like that. That'll chase good people away. That will run them off whenever it's always different and there's always exceptions. Do not do that. Now, it'll take time to sit down. You're going to have to do something that entrepreneurs don't like to do. You have to stop. You have to pause. You have to put in the work. So map out your customer journey because mapping that out reduces, well, removes and reduces friction which friction is what causes fires. 
So if you want to remove fires, we have to remove the friction. Everything starts at sales. So if there is no sale, I always say it wrong, sales. If there are no sales in your business, there is no business. So the sales process must go super smoothly. In your a customer journey, in those however many eight or nine steps there are, there are microsystems to each part. Like in the sales portion, what, what is that sales process? Do you have forms? Do you use an app? Do you have a binder that has pricing and information? You have to map out these systems. This is super, super important. Then after you map them out and then you do them for a week or two, then you get back with your team and you analyze, hey, how did this go? What do you, what do you think about this? Should we, should we change that? Well, this feels really uh, clunky over here. Okay, let's change that. We are wanting to remove the friction. In episode 48, I talk about stop doing bids for, for a living and start making money. That is part of building a sell system. So that one is in the notes as well. So once you have your uh, customer journey lined out, you uh, go to number four, communicate and train. Whenever we started the handyman business, we did this exact thing. Sat down, mapped out the customer journey. What would this look like? What do you think that we should do after this? What do you think should go next? We sat in an office around a table and we talked about it. Then once we had some things mapped out, we trained the system. You have to train, communicate over and over and over again. What is my, what is my job title here? The chief repeating officer. And so is yours. Well, like I told them one time, you need to tell them like 50 times, and then they'll hear it once. Whenever they can do an imitation of you, you have said it just enough. So we have to communicate and train over and over and over again. And we will do role, uh, role playing. Someone is a customer, someone is a salesperson. You have to train this stuff. You have to practice because the more that you practice, the more that you're comfortable with it and the more internalized it, it becomes. So it isn't something that you have memorized. It is internalized so, so you can do it very, very natural. You have to get information. You have to hire the right folks. You have to create systems. You have to communicate and train. And number five, I left this one to the end on purpose because we can't do number five until we've done the previous four. Number five is delegate. We have to have the right people in order to be able to delegate. When you don't have the right people who do not have the skills or the capacity, how are you going to be able to delegate to them? The reason that some of us aren't delegating is because we hired a bunch of loons. We hired our brother because he needed a job. And we hired this other guy because he was homeless and we wanted to help him out. So we are building a band of a bunch of crazy folks. And then what happens is that we get mad at them. Well, I told a Joe to make sure to call about the Johnson folder, and he never did. Joe, 
is an imbecile. We have to hire the right people. Again, just like the others, I cannot, well, I cannot emphasize hiring the right people enough. We don't want the best, we want the right ones. Because what we do is that we hire all of these goons, these loons, these crazies that we can't delegate to, and they don't have the capacity to do a simple job, and then we blame them. Oh, it's their fault. Well, what we need to do is get rid of the fool that's hiring all of these folks, and then that will solve a lot of problems. What we need to do is go upstream to see what is causing this. It is the fool in HR. And right here was the fool in HR. Took me a long time to learn this lesson. Hire the right people. Be creative. Be creative. And I dropped another episode uh, in the show notes about a delegation, um, episode seven, three steps to crush a delegation. Now, a lot of the content that I'm referring to that we've already gone over, that I've already recorded, you have to put it all together. We can't just do one thing and, oh, I, oh, I delegated, all of my problems are solved. We have to have the right people. We, we have to know how to communicate. We have to be able to delegate. Let's be people that do the stuff. Don't be like the folks that just go to church and they live their life like a heathen. And they say, wasn't that a great message on Sunday? How about we do this stuff? And I'm talking to myself as well. Steve, you have to do this stuff. So let's put a bow on this. Like I always say, number one, you have to get information. Two, hire the right people. Three, create systems. Four, communication and training. And five, delegation. If you can do these five things, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. I'm Stephen Caps. Till next time, you're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough, life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.